When it comes to naming your baby, there are an endless amount of options, and we know it can be overwhelming. Sometimes you just have to have fun with it. My name is Laura Hunter, and welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. For years, my friend and fellow pediatric nurse Jennifer Walker and I have been on a mission to help with the everyday issues that parents, just like you, may come across with our books, videos, consultants, and now the Moms on Call podcast. We want to answer the questions that matter to you most as a parent. Today, we'll be discussing our thoughts on having a live-in nanny, some ways to make flying with your baby a little easier, and if it's okay to advance your infant's feeding schedule. We like to start every episode of the podcast with some useful advice, like how planning snacks for your household might make your life a little easier. We want to thank our amazing sponsors, Nosebot and Bobby's, for supporting the Moms on Call podcast. Okay, Laura Hunter, you and I have been on so many road trips together. We love being able to pack Throw things in the car, go. We went with eight kids sometimes. We went with each other sometimes. And I'm trying to think of what snacks did we eat along the way? What were your favorite snacks? I remember lemon heads. You always had some lemon heads. What else did you like? I love those little hot tamales in the red box. <laughs> That's going to be your new nickname. Hot tamale. Okay, hot tamale. If we can prepare some snacks for ourselves... Let's talk about a practical tip for what we can do for kids, especially when you have multiple kids. It is. And, you know, I think trying to even think through just the snack process can be overwhelming and take up so much time. And so one of the things that I loved was on a Sunday going ahead and thinking that through, like, what are some quick, easy snacks for those days that well, let's just face it. I don't want to think about it. I just want to hand something to my kids and move on <laughs> to the next thing. So it allows us some time to go ahead and dice and chop and pre-portion some of those healthier snack options. For the refrigerator, you could have a little bin that has those sitting in there. I also like to have some in the pantry that those kids could get to easily as well. And especially as you have those three and four-year-olds, they love to be able to choose their snack and being able to open that pantry and seeing that there is always fun. So on Sundays, maybe take some time to just go ahead and look through some of those snack options. Oh yeah, for all you meal preppers, organized folks who are so excited about just having a bin in the refrigerator for this purpose. It is so helpful because nobody tells you how many times a day you have to consider what this many people are going to eat. That's a lot of times a day when you think about all the meals and all the snacks. And what this does is it just takes the pressure off. You prepare it all at once, a number of them, and have a different place where you can find them. And it makes getting out of the house easier because you can grab them and go, makes playtime outside easier. And it just makes the week go in a way that doesn't require for you to think who is going to be eating what, what feels like every 15 minutes. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met 
the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Okay, so today we are talking about the name game. Can it give you a leg up? Naming your child is so challenging in this digital world. We were looking for something unique, like some of the older names kind of come back around. Laura, how did you come up with the names that you named your kids? Well, you know, my best friend as I was growing up, her name was Kaylin, K-A-L-I-N. And so for my first, I went with that. Kayla, of course, it was also around the time of Days of Our Lives, and my mom watched it (laughs) all the time. How many kids were named after, yeah, like soap (laughs) opera characters? My brother-in-law was named after a soap opera character. That is so funny. Yeah, so we got that one. So she was named after Kayla. On Days of Our Lives, but also Caitlin from my childhood friend, who we're still really good friends. And then Allison, Jim named. We knew we were going to name Allison Allison because that was his grandmother's maiden name. But her middle name is Michelle. There's no reason. He just liked Michelle, so it ended up being Allison Michelle. Blake and Patrick, that was kind of interesting. So... There was a girl, Virginia, at the office. Wasn't her name Virginia? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Yes. So she told me one day while we were at work, she came up to me and she said, just so you know, you're having a boy and you're going to name him Patrick. And I was like, what? And she was like, yep, you're having a boy and you're going to name him Patrick. Now, she could have told me I was going to have two boys, but she left the second one out. And I looked at her and I'm like, okay, that's really weird because my brother's middle name is Patrick. So my brother is James Patrick. Mm -hmm. And so we went with Patrick and he's actually uh, Patrick Adams for my maiden name and then Patrick middle name of my brother. But we did it because Virginia told us that we were having a boy and we were naming him Patrick. And then Blake we came up with because we just liked it. And then same thing with little handsome Brent. It was just the name that we liked. So we uh, we went with it. How about you? Well, and naming twins, you have to really think about it. So people are often, you know, they have a lot of funny suggestions. We would say, like, do we go biblical if they were a boy and a girl? Do we go Samson and Delilah and call them <laughs> Sam and Lily? Um, you know, like you throw all these things around. Like it's important. Hamilton, yes, Hamilton was named. I think I've talked about it before just because I was just really seeking the Lord and just wondering if I was going to have any more kids. And I felt like he said, yeah, and you're going to name one Hamilton. That was okay. kind of a done thing. And Tim liked it and we both liked it a lot. His middle name, however, was going to be Anderson after a story that my dad told me. And it was a story of our ancestors, and we had one name, and then our ancestor like saved somebody from drowning, and so they gave a name of greater importance, and it was Anderson. Come to find out, I was ready to name my child after this story that my dad <laughs> made, made it, it up. up. <laughs> you made it up. 
I was talking to my grandparents about it and they were like, I'm not familiar with this story. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad told me this whole thing. <laughs> they were just like, no. But you know what? That would so be your dad. I know. And my dad always wanted me to name my kids Mo. Mo Walker, <laughs> because he thought they would make good private detectives. So just to give you a glimpse into how, you know, challenging this could be. And Pam, at the, it's so funny that Virginia helped name Patrick because Pam, one of my best friends at the office, said, well, what about Bryce? And I loved that. And so, you know, that was it once we found out we were having boys. Isn't it funny? Yeah, that the people that you're around will sometimes chime in and, and we go with that because that is just, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. But that could also turn bad. It could so turn bad. And I mean, there are some really, really rough names out there. And my grandmother, who, Jennifer, I adore. She was the most incredible woman ever. But her first name was Arnevis. So you're you're not keeping that alive in the family? No, we are not. <laughs> We're not. Kidding keeping that alive. Where did that even come Mm -hmm. from? My uh, husband, his aunts were Cora, Flora. (laughs) I mean, it just, they're, it was fantastic. I would reuse those. Like we didn't have any girls to name, but I would absolutely go that way. And then you think about today, a lot of people try and pick a unique name so that they can get the digital footprint like started before the baby gets here. Like they're grabbing the domain names and email, whatever. And And it's just getting harder and harder to find like that original name. Like pretty soon they're going to be naming kids after the password suggestions. You know, when you go and do you want to use this password? Don't do that. Yeah. Their names would be like, look, I have some pulled up right now. Okay. Okay. These are names maybe we'll see in the future. I'm just going to try and pronounce it. Uh, TJ three Jadathabi. Okay, I think that one actually would. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Lamiklaibu. Lamiklaibu. Well, I love the boo at the end. I don't, uh, there's a couple of backslashes. I don't know how to pronounce those. <laughs> but that could be an issue. Right. So if you're trying to decide, let me tell you how not to do it. Tim and I did get a book, like one of those baby naming books, and we're like, got so frustrated trying to find a name for a girl. So I'm just like, we're just going to open this book, and we're going to put our finger down on a name, and that's going to be it. Like, we're done. So I open the book, I put my finger down, we open our eyes. The name? Mab. Mab. M-A-B. Oh. I was like, okay, this isn't going to be the way that we do it. On second thought, how about, no. If... You have a child named Mab out there. I apologize to you. <laughs> it's just one of the things I thought was really, really cool was using the middle names of my maiden name or Jim's grandmother's name. And that helped a lot. So Allison, of course, was Allison Michelle, so grandmother's maiden name. And then I did Patrick Adams. Adams was my maiden name. Very presidential, might I add. I agree. And then Brent, Brent Thomas. So Thomas comes from Jim's dad's first name. So I think there are ways to kind of incorporate that. But all right, I'm going to just say it and we're probably going to get some flack from it. That's fine. But one of the worst things about working in a pediatric office. Yes. 
Because all the files have to be put in their legal name. Right. But yet they want to call them something either other than their legal name or go by their middle name. But yet the middle name may or may not be in parentheses on the on the chart. Right. So you have three kids and it's like Thomas, Richard, and Robert. And you're like, Thomas, Richard, Robert. And she's like, oh, no, um, we call him TJ. He's, you know, Manny. <laughs> And <laughs> Thomas is actually, you know, and you're just like, oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. It's not even their middle name. And you're just trying to figure out like, okay, I'm trying to navigate who's who here. Oh, it's so fun. And it is when you're pulling back patients and you're trying to just go, go, go. And I mean, I actually recall some parents getting really angry. Like I've told y'all 10 times that his name is, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I just want to get your kid back and love on them and and get them taken care of. (laughs) And you want to honor them. We do. Like you want to call them by the name they prefer. When my kids were little, I always dressed Bryce in blue so that everybody would know. And nobody would have to be like, oh, I don't know who's who. Like they look so alike. They always knew blue Bryce. And Hamilton to this day, he wears blue now. We laugh. It's because he was never allowed to wear it as a child. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody that we knew would just automatically be able to identify, you know, who was who. We did that, too. Blue for Blake and red was Patrick's color. So pretty much in all the pictures, Blake's in blue. (laughs) Patrick's in red. (laughs) So does Patrick want to wear blue now? Uh, Yes, of course. He's got to make up for lost time. So you don't know what kind of kid you're going to get. And my husband and I, we have a similar sense of humor. We considered... Just going with our last name three times. <laughs> Their name, Walker, Walker, Walker. <laughs> Come here, Walker, Walker, Walker. Hey, I love it. It kind of rolls off the tongue. But we don't know. We don't know if that kid's going to have a sense of humor. You can't saddle him with something like that before you know. What if Tim and I's sense of humor is like repelled and we had like a super serious child who didn't think that was funny? But the one thing, having last name Walker, and it was really big, like Star Wars was like huge so we considered naming him Luke, and then his middle name would be Sky. Then essentially, his name would be Luke Skywalker. And Grayson has grown up. Bitter that we did not do that, because he <laughs> did grow up with this astounding sense of humor. He was like, Mom, that would have been so awesome. We're like, we just didn't know, son. We apologize. We, we didn't know how you were going to turn out. So, yeah. So I do not, in fact, have a Luke Skywalker, although maybe a grandchild one day. Just for fun. So I guess really what we're trying to let families know is, hey, take this whole name thing pretty serious. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them, you know, they just have this elegance to them. I remember because when you are at the pediatrician's office, you do get to see what everybody is. You see the trends and, you know, what everybody's naming their kids. And it's so interesting. But I remember reading one, Gray Aldridge. And I was like, oh, that's just such an elegant man's name, you know? And I do love seeing some of those names coming back around or being used a little bit differently. Some of those older names. And one of my favorite names with a recent client was Dash. I just loved it. I thought that is the coolest name ever. And you wonder, so what if he is like really good at running? And his name is Dad. Like, when you get those perfect, like, sometimes you'll see a football player. There was a kid I grew up with named Buster Slicker. 
And he was like the best like football player. And I'm like, yes, because that just seems to fit. Sometimes you're just like, this is it. Some friends of mine named their son out of what they thought would sound best coming out of the loudspeaker, like at a football game. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) He is a renowned scientist, by the way. I think everybody should send us some of the most fun names and unique names that they've heard and how they came up with their own names for their kids. I think that's just such a cool story. Well, it certainly makes for good conversations. And being a Jennifer, there are so many Jennifers growing up. And I don't know if I told you this, all of my my sibling, my parents, their names all start with S. So I was actually going to be named Sam, Samantha for a girl and Sam if I was a boy. But my grandmother hated that name, so she got a dog and named it Sam. Oh, that is so Before funny. I was born, so that my parents could not essentially name me after the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I am Jennifer, and there were so many Jennifers growing up. So, you know, that's, I think, how I got the nickname, the pretty one, because even at work, they'd be like, which Jennifer am I talking to? I'd be like, oh, the pretty one. Just to see what they would say. Although the other Jennifers were absolutely beautiful as well. And it just stuck. Now I write it on my solo cups at family dinners and, you know, to see if it makes it back to me. Look, if you can pick what somebody calls you, make it good. I love it. Did you have a good nickname? What was the nickname you had? Well, on my birth certificate, it's L-A-U-R-E. Pronounced? Lori. But my mom and dad and my brother taught me how to spell my name L-O-R-I. And they all called me Lori. They still call me Lori to this day. However, in, I don't know, it may have been kindergarten or first grade, I had a substitute teacher write on the board that my name was not L-O-R-I. It is, and she wrote L-A-U-R-A, Laura. And from that day on, I wrote it Laura, and I became Laura. You were essentially (laughs) renamed by your second grade teacher? Yeah, like the substitute. It was a substitute teacher. (laughs) And there was no way I was going back from that. So, (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah, it was a big old ordeal because everything that I had done legally then had L-A-U-R-A and didn't realize that my birth certificate said something else. (laughs) I mean, it was like this big ordeal of trying to go get things changed and make it officially. Because I don't, I mean, how do you go back? I mean, I can't go to Lori now. That would be so weird since I've spent my entire life as Laura. Look, she could have named you after a password. She could have named you Regana Green Ear Idulicu. Thank you. Goodness, I'll stick to <laughs> Lori by my family and Laura for myself. As a part of the Moms on Call online classes, we put a little extra something in there for you, which are moments episodes where we get to talk to some of the people that are creating and doing things that serve and are of interest to parents of babies and toddlers. We got to talk to a really fascinating pediatric ENT, Dr. Stephen Gowdy, 
And he introduced us to something that we love called the NoseBot. It is a portable, rechargeable electric nasal aspirator with hospital-grade suction. And it's got this really unique nose piece design. And it's recommended by pediatricians, pediatric ENTs. And we have used it. And some of the Moms on Call team has used it. And we really, really are proud to recommend it. So you can go to www.drknosebest.com and use offer code MOMSONCALL for $25 off the NoseBot nasal aspirator. That's www.drnosebest.com with offer code MOMSONCALL. Now you should always consult your healthcare provider concerning when and how often to use this nasal aspiration and pop on over to your mom's on call online class. And you can also watch the moments episode where we interview the creator of the NoseBot. Did you know that Bobby is the only U.S. infant formula company founded and led by moms? Their formula is made in Vermont and their ingredients are purposefully sourced from their milk at Organic Valley Farms to their water-extracted DHA. And you can actually read and understand their labels. Their recipe is modeled after EU nutritional guidelines while also meeting all FDA requirements for infant formula. It is designed for brain development, to be gentle on tummies, and for healthy immunity in babies, all led by a team of pediatricians, lactation consultants, pediatric nutritionists, and food scientists. Bobby is also the only U.S. formula with 20 milligrams of DHA, which is the European standard in infant formula. Thank you, Bobby, for sponsoring this episode of the Moms on Call podcast. We are so excited to share that Bobby is offering 25% off your first box of Bobby. If you want to see if it's a good fit for you and your family, use code MOMSONCALL25 at HiBobby.com. I promise you that whatever question you have about raising your little one, we have probably heard it before. We've been doing this for a long, long time, and we've gotten a lot of questions. Some of them are funny. Some of them are serious. And all of them are really, really important to the person asking, and to us. We want to answer yours. Give us a call at 888-234-7979 or find us on Instagram. Leave us a voicemail or send us a message with your question. We might answer it here on the Moms on Call podcast. Hi, my name is Lauren and I'm from Dallas, Texas. And my child is a little over two weeks old and currently wakes up between 1.30 and 2.30, and then we wake up no later than 7 to do that feed. I'm just wanting to know, are we able to advance the four- to eight-week schedule, or do you recommend sticking it to four weeks and then go to the four- to eight-week schedule? I know there's an option to go to the eight- to 16-week schedule when at six weeks of age, but didn't know if there was an option to advance the four- to eight-week schedule Thank you so much, and loves Moms on Call, as this is my second Moms on Call baby. 
Lauren, thank you so much. Laura and I both agree that if everything's going well, this baby's gaining weight, we don't have any medical issues, that yes, you can progress. Yes, to progress up to the next schedule. Yes, and that's great. It's only really when we're going from the two to four week to the four to six or eight week, according to what you choose in your house, we're just shifting those evening times back by just a little bit. So it just allows you to get in the bed a little bit earlier. That's why we did it. We love to start to get them to bed earlier and get ready for that 6 to 16 week or that 8 to 16 week routine. So yes, go ahead and move a little bit earlier if that works for your household. Before we record every episode of the podcast, we take a look at our Instagram account. And if there are any questions in there, we set them aside and try to answer them on this show. So if you have a question you would like to ask us, you can also leave us a message on Instagram and you might hear your response here. Laura, somebody is inquiring as to our thoughts on a live-in nanny. Oh, well, as we always say, get as much help as you can afford because that's important. And, you know, everybody's household is different, right? So some people will have to get to work right away. And sometimes those live-in situations work really, really well. And we are going to always assume that if you're getting a live-in nanny, you've done all the background checks, you've had them vetted, you've gotten your references, you know them. Whether it's a live-in nanny or a caregiver or a babysitter, we just need to make sure everybody's on the same page, right? We want to make sure that everybody kind of knows what those routines are, which is so great about Moms on Call is you can print those out, have them available, but get everybody on the same page. That was really beautiful how you said that, Laura, by the way. But one of the things that I love is that Moms on Call, we presume that one person is taking care of this child or twins. And we always describe it from that perspective because it's always easier to figure out how to add extra hands in than it is to try and figure out just how to manage this on your own. So at Moms on Call, we have you covered no matter what your situation is. Laura, is there a way to make flights with babies easier. I mean, I guess it depends how long the flight is. If you're just doing like, you know, a puddle jumper from, you know, Atlanta to Orlando, or if we're like some of our clients going all the way to Taiwan. Yeah. I mean, it makes it much more difficult. And really what I always say is, you know, according to age, we do want to make sure that we're feeding them during takeoff and landing. That does help with those little ears. We want to stay on routine the best that we can with the feeding. So we'll try and feed them, you know, like I said, during takeoff. We'll feed them during the flight as needed. If they're older, I like to have smaller toys that maybe they hadn't seen in a little bag that we can pull out and some healthy snack options as well because that'll help those toddlers be distracted just a little bit as we navigate some of those longer flights. But it definitely is a lot easier nowadays, right? I mean, we've got the videos, they have movies now on the backs of the seats that these kids can watch and try to try to get through some of those longer stretches. My favorite flight is from here to Orlando because it's like by the time you get up, you're back down. <laughs> My sister came from Egypt on a 12-hour flight. Oh she said, 
there were two babies that were crying the entire time. And my answer for that was, this is why you take your sister to Egypt with you in case when you're flying back, there's crying babies. I would totally help those parents get those babies settled down. Mom's on call style. So that's the shorter answer. Just take us with you. (laughs) If your specific issue wasn't addressed in this question and answer segment, you might be able to find the answer on our website, momsoncall.com. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you are still at a loss, you can leave us a message with your specific question. We might get to it in an upcoming episode of the show. Our phone number, 888-234-7979. We like to leave you with the good stuff. That means we're going to put a smile on your face and we're going to leave you with your heart feeling happy. We look for stories that are uplifting and encouraging and talk about the best of humanity. We call this segment The Good Stuff. Okay. So I don't care for scary movies and the older I've gotten, the more scared. Like I cannot hardly sit in the living room if my kids are watching something. I'm just like, oh yeah, nope, I'm out, I'm done. And I used to could watch them all the time as a teenager. Oh yeah, but then cell phones came into being and that's a scary movie game changer because (laughs) now, you know, you're not gonna barricade yourself in the log cabin. Now you could just call for help. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. Well, this mom of a toddler was asleep and they live in like this hundred year old house and She was asleep, but the door opened to her bedroom. And at first she thought it was just her son, Lennox. You know, like we all do, like, oh, here we go, you know. But it was pitch black in her room. And so she kind of rolls over and looks, and there's no noises. And all she sees is these eyes and a mouth hovering about a foot or so above the ground. So she's trying to like, what in the world is this? And she said she was just scared to death. And as she's watching, it's drifting closer and closer to the side of her bed. So she instantly starts saying, you know, ready to pray. And she admits that her relationship with God is kind of inconsistent, you know, kind of like the friend who calls only when they need to borrow money. That's kind of her her relationship, you know? So she is like, all right, Lord, it's Angela, and I need you to send some light, <laughs> you know? She's almost panicking by this point. She calls it the demon. The demon gets closer and closer, and she's praying, and she's praying, and nothing's happening, and she's thinking, oh my gosh, God is leaving me to my own self. And then all of a sudden, she hears, Mommy? She, she says, what? what in the world? So she, she finally gets up, and they flip on the light to reveal, and this is like parenting fail 101. Everybody check your closets right now, because he had this glow-in-the-dark Ninja Turtle shirt. And she, she said... <laughs> It was at that moment that she realized three things. Her kid had a future as a ninja because he was absolutely soundless. That she nearly throat chopped her two-year-old. 
and that if she was going to expect quick service from the archangel, she's going to have to stop being what, you know, the call your friend when you need money kind of friend. <laughs> I appreciate that she introduced herself. <laughs> like, I love that moment so much. <laughs> Hate to bother you. This is Angela. We talked a while back. <laughs> That's just, I imagine that these moments are rather entertaining on all levels. But yes, no, I can feel Angela's pain because my son woke me up once. I may have told this story before, but he was two inches from my face and he was going, and I didn't get that. I just opened my eyes and saw a face so close to mine. I couldn't recognize it. So I punched it. Well, you couldn't recognize it because you can't see. (laughs) Well, I can see that close, but it was something is that close to you, you can't see it. So his two brothers are standing on the side of the bed, and I literally punch eight-year-old Grayson in the face on accident. Luckily, I'm not super powerful in any way. So he's cracking up about it, thank goodness, because when I realized that it was him, and they're all standing there like, Mom, I'm like, you were so close to me, I couldn't tell that it was you, I'm so sorry. And it was, you know, it wasn't very, it wasn't hard didn't leave any marks. He wasn't hurt. And no children were hurt in the telling of this tale. However, I did get to teach my kids something that I love. So I sat them all down and they were like, mom, I mean, you had the moves. (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah. Listen, kids, um, how do you wake up a princess? And they're like, you kiss her. I'm like, exactly. So this is how mommy wants to be woken up for the rest of her life. (laughs) If you want to avoid being punched in the face on accident, then wake up mommy like a princess. And for the rest of their days, if they ever have to wake me up, they will come and kiss me right on the forehead. So it was a horrible thing that turned into a beautiful thing. So Angela, I totally understand (laughs) the feelings that you're going through at this time. And sometimes when life takes us by surprise, We can turn it into something wonderful for all of you who have had that parenting fail that you turned into something good. You know, send those stories in to us. We love to hear those things and it's so encouraging and maybe we'll share it here on this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. Please visit momsoncall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive not just survive this amazing parenting journey. Thank you so much for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. You've given us 30 minutes of your time and hopefully we have given you some knowledge, maybe put a smile on your face, maybe even brought a tear to your eye. It would help us out a lot if you told everyone you knew who could benefit from this show about us. That's the number one way that people discover new podcasts, word of mouth. And there is nothing more true about the Moms on Call community than word of mouth. It would also be helpful if you made sure that you're subscribed to the show. We appreciate you and we're glad you're here with us.